Hey, what's up, New York City? This is Amy Wilson. You're listening to Book Talk on WSLU. Book Talk is the show where we talk to workers in books on the matters that matter to them. And on today's episode, I'm talking to M about life as a book worker in New York City. Hi, M. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. How about you? I'm great. Well, thanks for coming on the show. For sure. Thank you for having me. So uh, let's hear a little bit about you. Um, who are you? Uh, what's your connection to the world of books in New York City? So I work at a um, small publisher in Manhattan. Um, right now I'm working remotely from Brooklyn, um, but normally I work in Midtown. Um, I am an assistant um, and I've been there for a few months now. Um, before that, I did a few internships to get into my current position, um, interviewed for a bunch of jobs. I lost count, but maybe like 20 jobs or something, wow. which seems like a lot to me, but a lot of people I talked to, especially people who, you know, didn't go straight into publishing, but came in a couple of years out of college, um, had similar experiences, um, really had to apply for a lot of jobs to get into their current position. Um, and... Yeah, I would say by the end, I was kind of only applying for unlisted jobs that I had been referred to by people I had taken coffees with or met. Um, and that was how I ended up getting a job. But starting out just applying through job boards was pretty, um, was pretty grueling. Um, so yeah, that is my, that is my connection to all the books. Um, I work in book publishing. Um, yeah. Wonderful. Well, and you, you identified some of the issues there that many other workers that I talked to here on Book Talk have, have told me about, especially the difficulty of, of finding job. And, and can you explain for those who may not know what an unlisted job is? Yeah, so um, I think this exists in a lot of industries. Um, but I think one of the things about publishing and the arts generally, I know people who work in non-publishing arts jobs, and it's very similar. Um, is that it is very much about you know who you know um, and about networking um, and that can happen in in all kinds of ways it can happen at parties it can happen through family connections you know and a lot of people had parents who knew people in publishing that I talked to um, and basically I formed that through professional connections um, I had an internship where they were really committed to helping me get a job and introduced me to a lot of people and those people introduced me to other people um, and then what would happen is somebody would be hiring and they, instead of listing a job publicly on a job board somewhere, they would email everyone they knew um, professionally and just be like, do you know a talented young person? I'm looking for an assistant. And then somebody would be like, oh, here's a young person I know. Um, she's looking for a job. And one of those jobs I, I interviewed for, which was unlisted with um, a really prestigious um, literary agency, they interviewed like 11 people the day they interviewed me. So, you know, applying for an unlisted job doesn't mean that you're like the top pick. Um, it still is a huge pool of candidates. It just means that you kind of have access to more opportunities than maybe are on book jobs or on publishers marketplace. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And it, it means that for people who are trying to break into the industry, there's this whole sort of separate shadow book job market of jobs that you're not going to find on Indeed or monster.com or even New York Foundation for the Arts website. You, you have to know somebody to get it hooked into that. Would you say that's correct? Absolutely. And I mean, I think even for the jobs that are listed on Publishers Marketplace or book jobs, a lot of people only hire through referrals. So I think even people who list the jobs because 
you know, it's like a legal thing or because they feel bad or because they want to give opportunities. I think a lot of those people still only end up hiring through referrals. I really only got job interviews or started getting interviews um, when I knew enough people that I could pretty much always turn to someone I knew and say, can you put in a word for me with this job? And that was like the only way I got interviews before then I was kind of applying into the void and I felt like um, nobody was even getting my applications, you know? So I think that is, um, you know, like obviously being in New York is such a huge part of that, forming those connections. Um, and then obviously, you know, there's like a darker side of that, which is that it, there's a really huge potential for, um, for abuse of that. Um, I think we've seen that, you know, especially kind of, when all the Me Too stuff happened, um, Florence Stein and people like that, like, you know, people are really desperate to get into this industry. And I think um, that when you, any industry that's formed off of like knowing people on um, prestige, there's just huge potential for exploitation of all different kinds. Absolutely, absolutely. And then I think as well in any job market where it's a competitive process to get the job, there becomes so much pressure to keep the job and, and not rock the boat and, and not be the squeaky wheel, right? Because you know that behind you, there's those 11 other people who interviewed for the same job on the same day. And you're often told as well, oh, you know, do you know how many people would kill for this job? Yeah. So in my opinion, that is a way that people sort of are made to tolerate difficult situations at work because there's that culture of, of scarcity and exclusivity um, in hiring. Yeah, I definitely have spoke. I mean, I haven't personally experienced that. I think I've been really lucky with my jobs and my internships, but um, a lot of people I know have definitely described situations like that. And, and one thing that a lot of people have talked about, um, I know, is retention rates and that certain publishers have really low retention rates. People of color tend to have lower retention rates in the industry because they get kind of gaslit out of it. Um, I think that that is a huge problem or, or just to being unsustainable. You know, a lot of people leave the industry to make more money because publishing doesn't pay well. It's really hard to get promoted. Um, you often kind of have to leave your job or leave your company altogether to get promoted, um, which means that you have to kind of go through the whole process of applying for new jobs every couple of years um, rather than being able to move up a career ladder. So it is just a really difficult industry to survive in, um, even beyond just getting a job in it. Mm -hmm. Well, that's actually a great transition here into uh, my next question for you, which is, you know, as a, a relatively young person um, working in, in publishing, living in New York City, obviously we're in a very unusual situation right now because of the COVID-19 pandemic, um, but this will end, right? Um, and, and you've got your whole career in front of you, your whole life in front of you. So do you think that your work, the way it's set up now, is sustainable for you in the medium or long term? And it, just tell me a little bit about that. Why, why not? Yeah, I mean, I think what sort of what I just mentioned is a huge part of it. Like, um, it is really difficult to move up. Um, there's not a lot of mobility, um, like upward mobility, especially at the top, you know, a lot of people, I know I've been told that at some publishers, um, editors will leave and don't get replaced. Um, so there's those jobs just literally are not being created. Um, I know people who are sort of at, at mid-level in their career and decided to leave either because of money or just because they there sort of were not other opportunities for them um, going upwards. So I think, you know, I'm really focused on 
young people in the industry because I think they're really vulnerable, you know, interns, assistants, I think that their conditions are really, of, of work are really bad, but I mean, just, you know, going all the way up the ladder, um, that continues. And, and, and one thing that people talk about again a lot in terms of that is kind of the attitude of paying your dues, that it's hard to understand if you've been treated really badly in this industry, why would you turn around and treat your assistant badly? But I think that the attitude of paying your dues is really prevalent. So, I mean, I think the industry is unsustainable in a lot of ways, kind of structurally, um, you know, books are kind of a difficult, the way books are sold is pretty unsustainable right now um, because of Amazon, because of a lot of factors. Um, but I also just think on a personal level, it's something that I, I kind of worry about or think about a lot, like what would it mean to be a person who can survive in this industry and, and can, you know, move up on that trajectory. Um, an industry that's pretty brutal that doesn't treat people very well um like what do you have to i don't know <laughs> like what do you have to become to survive in that industry um and that is concerning to me on a personal level as well mm -hmm. absolutely i've heard it said that when you've been through uh you know a difficult or toxic situation in work but also in life there are sort of two ways that that can affect you one is i went through this and so now i want you to go through this as well and the other is, I went through this and I never want anybody else to have to go through that. Mm -hmm. And I, I have seen both of those types of attitudes in publishing. And there certainly are many people out there who, even if they have survived in the industry, they, they want to be forces for good within it in the long term. For sure. Yeah. And I mean, I think I mostly worked at a small independent publishers. And I think that was something I definitely experienced that a lot of people struck out on their own or chose to stay in smaller places um, partly for that reason that they really wanted to um, you know to connect with people um, to, to sort of support younger writers um, as well as you know younger people in the industry um, to support a more sustainable model and that's really inspiring to me um, and it was something I definitely sought out when I was applying for jobs I looked for for independent publishers um, but, you know, obviously there's even less money in that, there's fewer jobs. So that, that can be, it can be really difficult to find, I think, those nurturing places. They do exist, for sure. Um, and, um, yeah, I think one thing that I really hope for in, in publishing is kind of just more communication generally, um, broader, more open communication among young people um, who might not be tapped into those networks and don't kind of know for the, the right, like, where to look for the good people. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And, and young people who may not have um, the, the experience or the resources or the connections to sort of calibrate their, their uh, job uh, and understand like, wow, I really am getting paid a little bit less than the person right next to me. Or wow, I'm getting paid a lot less from my friend who works in another industry. Um, so kind of breaking down some of that culture of silence that I think really reigns in publishing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I see you nodding. Well, great. Well, thanks so much for um, being here on, on Book Talk with me today. And um, because Book Talk is carried on WSLU, the radio station of the CUNY School of Labor and Urban Studies, I'll ask you the same question that I love to ask all of my guests when they appear on the show. Um, if you had a magic wand and an unlimited budget, unlimited power, but you could only make one change to New York City, what would it be? 
Um, I would love to see free public transportation and more accessible public transportation. One of the things I love about New York and one of the reasons I ended up here is the public transportation. Um, and it's just really sad to see how it's defunded and really, really visible right now, I think, just with sort of the need for transportation. Great. Well, I'd love to live in that New York City as well. Uh, do you have any uh, final thoughts that you'd like to share with the audience before we say goodbye for today? Um, yeah, I mean, I just would say that generally, I think a lot of the issues that exist in publishing are exist across industries. I think they exist in nonprofits and arts and in probably in other industries as well that I'm less familiar with. Um, and so I think that I would love to see people really um, join together just to, to sort of, you know, in solidarity to, to see the comparisons. Absolutely. Collective action is the key to getting where we're going. Uh, well, thanks so much again, Em, for being with me here on Book Talk. Uh, thanks for listening to Book Talk on WSLU. Uh, we'll see you again uh, next week for a new episode.